Brooklyn. But still good. This is a Broken Toys Studio production. You had my attention, now you have my interest. Yeah. Lotioning, oiling, <laughs> oiling, lotioning. <laughs> She doesn't know what she's doing. She knows exactly, exactly what, what she's, she's doing. doing. We should get away from my stories and actually start a podcast. Yeah. So let's let's start this one. Uh, welcome to General Geekery, specifically. It's a podcast. I'm Lou. I'm Ben. And this is just us talking about our old man complaints now that we've... Uh, have you officially hit 40? Me? No. No, I am this side of 40. That's what I thought. I feel that side of 70, but I'm this side of 40. Yeah. Next year, it'll be official. Uh, year after next, it'll be official. I'm young, man. Oh, shh. Okay, well... Yeah. I mean, the, the, age dispre- the, the age discrepancy between the two of us, I've already started writing your you googly. <laughs> well, I hope someone <laughs> will you googleize me. You keep saying you're surprised you made it this long, so I'm like, you know what? Honestly, me too. Really, someone I, should be prepared. I should go ahead and start writing these lies about him. Yeah, people people laugh. People laugh, but I'm glad someone's like, oh, yeah, and is actually taking some initiative because I won't be able to control my narrative, and I'd rather it be someone who knows me really well to tell the best lies. Right. I mean, I'll say nice things about you. Like, as far as cocaine mules go, yeah, Lou was one of the best that I knew and probably the most lucrative. And this way you can get in, you know, some of the good hits and also maybe uh, surf on some of that cachet, right? Well, speaking of surf, I'm actually just going to pull the uh, eulogy from uh, from Big Lebowski. Yeah. Donnie was a good man. Sorry, Louis was a good man <laughs> and a bowler. From Pismo down to, I don't know, somewhere else. Uh, you know, I bowled a 128 last weekend. Nice, grats. Yeah, thanks. That's big for me. Um, <laughs> I have my own ball, but still I'm no good at it. That's nice. Of course, if I use it once every five years, it doesn't help. Uh, so did we have things that we were actually going to talk about? <laughs> no. Sweet. Nope. We should uh, we should address the uh, elephantitis in the room. Okay. And uh, we forgot something last week. What did we forget, Lou? We forgot to announce the next Grand Landfill. Did we forget or did we just not do it because Ben's really bad at it and keeps hoping that maybe this will just go away? Um, That could be true, <laughs> but I was also there. I'm treating this like a rash that you get in college. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. just going to go away, right? Yeah, just get some amoxicillin. We need to set a new one. So uh, I just decided, what the heck, I'm setting the initiative. I like it. And we are going to do how many marbles? We're talking about the playing marbles, not the shooters. The big ones are the shooters. We're talking about the little marbles. Uh, for most of our listeners, if you weren't old enough or poor enough to have marbles growing up, um, it's, it's they're on Wikipedia. For all I know, ESPN8 has a marble tournament. It seems like something that would be on the Ocho, probably after Cornhole. How many marbles would fit in an Olympic-sized swimming pool? Ooh, that is timely. They're doing the trials right now. All right, so let's define the size. Okay. Because we know that on Grand Landfill, like, the Grand, the Grand Canyon is one Grand Canyon size. Right. So, so In terms of Grand Canyons, um, way smaller? Right. So this is not the neighborhood pool. This is an Olympic-sized pool. How many Olympic-sized swimming pools would fit in the Grand Canyon? <laughs> 
Uh, so this is uh, so the splash and dash is fifty. Uh, so it's fifty by what? How, like how wide is the is is a, an Olympic swimming pool? I have no clue. Let's look that up. Okay, let's let's look that up. All I know is how fast it is to go to one side or the other because they do it in about nineteen seconds, and I don't do it in nineteen um, seconds. I, <laughs> I don't. I'd be lucky if I can get and my conversion the pool. of speed to size to be like, well, if I can do it from side to side, and I swim a you know a minute twenty per hundred. Uh, yeah. So I I can swim. Okay. Yeah. That's all. That's it. That's the tweet. So Olympic size swimming pool. We're looking at. Um, oh, Wikipedia is not being particularly helpful. Oh, really? Yeah. Why are you not? It is um, a must be 50 meters long because that is the length of okay. the race. Gotcha. It has to be at least eight lanes wide. Okay. And at least two meters deep. Okay. Um, two meters. That seems kind of shallow. That does I'm seem pretty sure I can hit my head if I. I mean, I guess they know what they're doing. But <laughs> yeah, right. But um, well. I assume Olympic size is for the swimming and not for the diving. Right. Gotta be. That's totally different. Yeah. So can you imagine though, like, like Michael Phelps, like Michael Phelps has been injured because he hit his head on the bottom of the pool. I don't think you're doing that right. Yeah. Right. Um, Definitely not for swimming. The lane width has to be two and a half meters as well. Okay. So if we're talking eight, that's 20 meters wide. Right. uh, 50 meters long and at least two meters deep. So let's go with that as a minimum standard. Let's say the minimum standard Olympic size swimming pool, 50 meters by 20 meters wide by two meters deep. Right. That is the size that we're going to use. The Olympic size swimming pool can be bigger, but we're, that's it. Well, and just like last time, uh, we go with who won. And although you and I were several orders of magnitude off, uh-huh. somehow I did win. So unfortunately, I have to go now. Um, <laughs> no, I have to leave. I just have to get out yeah, of the room. Goodbye. It was nice having you. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Slam. Um, All right. You get to listen to me for the next 40 minutes. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to pull a number. I don't know why I'm trying to do any sort of math. There's no math that could be done here that I would be able to figure out. <laughs> I'm going to say six million. Marbles? Yeah. You say that like that's not what we were just talking about. Like you already had me confused that I'm talking about the wrong thing just by saying a number. I, well, I, I thought you maybe you thought six million pools would fit in a marble and you had it backwards. I don't know. <laughs> like most things, I should just start with eight. Eight? Eight what? <laughs> I'm just I'm just at the point now where I gotta double check to make sure I'm hearing things right. But I understand that came off as really that's what you think. <laughs> that's that's what you're gonna go with. <laughs> okay. No, I, I got okay. you down to six million. Uh, let's six, see. Well, let me think for a second. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna say six million. All right. Well, let's let's do this the <laughs> stupid way. I don't know how many marbles fit in an Olympic size swimming pool, uh, but I'm going to estimate, probably wrongly, that there's thirty thousand gallons. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't know how many marbles fit in a gallon, but if I looked at a pint glass, I'd say probably 20 or 30. Again, you're using nice logic. You're working right. like you're working in orders of magnitude of like, let's start at this. Yeah. And if this was this many of this, what it would, what it would be. Sure. So <laughs> 20 or 30, that's awesome. I don't want to do that math. So I'm assuming I'm low on the gallonage. So I'm going to go up on the marbles. I'm going to say a hundred. I think there's eight pints in a gallon, 16 ounces in a pint, 128 ounces in a gallon, something like that. Go ahead. So it's like eight-ish. I'm just going to say 10 because I don't want to do the math again. So a thousand marbles in a gallon. Okay. Uh, I think that's a bit high. A thousand marbles in a gallon? That's what I'm thinking. (sighs) I think that's high. That's, yeah. But I think my gallon is I mean, maybe, I don't know. I was, I was, okay. Um, I was thinking like 800 less than that per gallon. So if it's (laughs) 30,000, yeah. If it's 30,000... 30,000 gallons and a thousand marbles. Actually, this works out really well because a million is 
mils, it's mm is thousand thousand. Right. So thirty thousand times a thousand is thirty million. And that just actually makes it really easy. I'm so glad I did it this way. 30 million is my guess. Okay, got it. So that's it. That's uh, as a guess. Ben has 6 million marbles. Um, and my wild overestimate is 30 million. So listeners, uh, tell us what you think. I feel like I've already lost my marbles. Well, of course you have. They're buried somewhere in that Olympic-sized swimming pool. Uh, uh, I wonder if you tried to run on that, if you could. Or if like the marbles would all like make your feet go out from under you. Kind of like, like Home right. Alone, like Marv. If you would just... If your feet would just shoot out from under you. Is it filled with tarantulas as well? Ooh. <laughs> um, oh, man. So oh, we had something from Best Thing Ever that I wanted to what bring into this and make, you, make us fight about. Yeah, let's fight about it. I love I fighting with you. I don't remember now. I mean, I hate fighting yeah. with you, but it's fun for other people. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember now. There was something we brought up. In this week? Oh, uh, yeah, in this week. Sarah Connor. Hermione Granger. I wanted to say it was about... Uh, well, he's thinking about it. Uh, what he's talking about is best thing ever, where we discuss, you deliberate. Together, we we decide, uh, and I don't stumble through, the best thing ever. Yeah, no, I don't remember. But uh, uh, Well, it, well, it just is a shameless plug if you guys want to go check that out. Uh, Yo, we are, they, you ruined my clever little uh, shameless plug. Your petard? Yeah. Well, fine. You know what? Let's do something else instead. Fine. Um, go because, listen to best because, thing ever. Yeah. Because you because you uh, because you ruined my natural organic plug, uh, I'm just gonna piss you off. Okay, good. Go ahead. We've talked about calendars before. Oh, good lord! <laughs> what do you what do you want to talk about with calendars now? I want to talk about. Can um, we talk about how they never like it's not like you got 28 days in a month, and you got 31 days in this other month, and like nothing's the same, and I like things to be the same, I like things actually, to be balanced, and this is all over the fucking place. I get to cuss in this one. It's all over the fucking place with the calendars because that one dude thought that. Even numbers were evil. So actually, I'm going to help you out. The only month with even numbers. So go ahead. I'm going to help you out on this, actually. Believe it or not. On this, the 26th week of our year. <laughs> you know, there's 50-50 in my mind whether or not that's actually how you think of, uh, of years. If you actually break it down by weeks and not months. The, um, the International Fixed Calendar. It was a calendar reform presented in uh, apparently 1902, early 1900s. I've never heard of this. No, you haven't. Well... <laughs> But I like how you say that, like, you know, the compendium of my knowledge. <laughs> like, I don't know that. I know you don't know that. We all know you don't know that. If you knew that, then we wouldn't be able to have this segment right now because it wouldn't be so awesome for you to get your mind blown. Very true. Uh, ben, this you're going to love this calendar. Each month has 28 days. Ooh. OK. There are 13 months. OK. Now, I know what you're thinking is, why didn't I charge my phone so I could pull up my calendar? <laughs> And do 13 times 28 because I may not be good at, you know, like arithmetic, but I know that there are 365 days in a normal year. We'll get to leap years in a second. Right. Right. And 13 and 28 are not numbers that are divisible by five. Right. We're not going to get a number that's divisible by five. So is our year off? 13 times 28 is 364. Okay. Okay. There's a rule for this. There's an app for that. Yes. An extra day is added as a holiday at the end of each year after December 28th. So effectively our December 31st becomes year day. It does not belong to any week. It was considered to always be a permanent holiday. And it's Sunday too for that one week of the year if you if you really need to have a day for it. So here's my question. If, if you had the same exact number of days and same months right. every year, everything would stay on the same day, uh-huh. ex- except for if you throw in the, the extra day, does that mean that every day shifts by one day every year? Uh, no, uh, that it was considered, it's considered, it's called um, leap day, or no, I'm sorry, I said leap day. It's considered year day. It is 
not a day of the week. It is year day. It goes Sunday is December 28th, because remember, uh-huh. 28 days. Then there's year day, only after December 28th. Then January 1st is a Monday. So every year, the dates are the same. And not only that, because it's 28 days in a month, that also means it's effectively a lunar calendar. So not only are the days of the week on the same date every month, any holiday that's based on a lunar calendar, Chinese holidays, Jewish holidays, or religions that are offshoots of Judaism, such as Christianity, Easter's the same Sunday every year. It's always April 15th. This is amazing. This is the best thing I've ever, this is the greatest thing you've ever said to me. I don't want to be hyperbolic, but this is about <laughs> the happiest you've ever made me. That's a, everything that stays the same. Everything's lined up. I get one day, just, just a day. It just gets to be a day. That is fan-fucking-tastic. I love this. You know who else really liked this? Smart people? A very smart person uh, by the name of George, George Eastman. Okay. Are you familiar with George Eastman? Okay. What if I said Eastman? Sorry, oh. I should have said that actually into the mic. I was drinking a beer and just yeah. shook my head at Lou. Which I takes, assume everybody can which, see Which it. makes for terrible podcast content. Right. content. No, Lou, I have not heard of that person. Are you, uh, are you familiar with the Eastman Kodak company? Kodak like the cameras? Kodak like the cameras. Uh, well, yeah. George Eastman was a massive proponent of the International Fixed Calendar. He, in fact mandated its use at the company from 1928 so, and it survived. Oh, sorry. So they were working on, they were working off of a different calendar. They were. And one of the problems with that is they ended up having to work off of both calendars. However, internally, if you took vacation, you had to take your vacation on the international fixed calendar. So let's walk through that for a second. Uh huh. So that means in January where everybody else is having January 31st, that's the 31st month, right? They're all having right. January 31st. Correct. You're already February. You're 3rd. three days into February. Yep. And so on and so forth throughout the year. Um, so wait, so wait, wait, so yes. so that leads me to something, and uh-huh. I really hope they don't have anything because I want us to do this. Okay. We've named twelve months. Uh huh. We haven't named thirteen months. Uh, I I hate to, I regret to tell you that there is a name for the thirteenth month. Shit! I can we, I want to name it. Can we name it? We should name it first before you tell us. Before you tell us what it is, I want to name it. L- Luberary. Nope, that doesn't work. I, I was <laughs> trying to name it after you, and I didn't run it through my head. You didn't first. go with Lulai. Lulai. I like that, but it gets confused with Lunai. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Bentober. Uh, Bentober sounds like a guy that plays baseball, like minor league baseball. He's a he's a shortstop. He's kicked around a lot, a lot like Crash Davis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, so what is the name? I have to know what the name of it is. Then the name of the thirteenth month is Soul, like the sun, like the sun. And I know what you're thinking. Ah, but Lou, earlier you said it goes December twenty eighth, year day. Right. So doesn't it go Soul Year Day? Right. Soul did they the just tag month. it on to the end? They did not, my friends. The beginning. No. The middle? Between June and July is the month of soul. So then you get pushed forward of everybody else. Right. The, I, I do think that probably their HR department turned over quickly because they're having to schedule all these days off and whatnot. Well, not that, that, sounds, that sounds terrible. Not that quickly. Uh, I said they started using it in 1928 and used both calendars because they were one of very few businesses to ever even attempt it. So they obviously, for business sake, had to work with other businesses and use a normal calendar. So let me but guess. Can I how guess long how, did it last? Yeah, that's how I was going to say. Please let me guess how long it's going to last. So this is absolute lunacy. Get it? Lunacy? Ah. Ah, see what I did? 
did there. First off, I think it's brilliant. I think it's great. I think everyone should adopt it. I'm going to adopt it right now. I love it. Sight unseen. We now we now release on uh, on this new calendar. That's right. Of course, our release days are Saturdays, which have nothing to do with dates, so you won't notice any difference. But we will. But we'll know the difference, and it'll feel good. Yes. Um, Week episode 26 is when we officially switched the international fixed calendar. So it's it's well enough known that that it's it's been written down in perpetuity, at least in Wiki. That this is this is something that's happened. Well, it was so, really popular at the time, except it got debated on forever and never enacted anywhere, except where, you know, the CEO of the company was just like, no, we're doing this. Right. So that sounds to me like something that comes in and out like a fad. Fads run usually less than a decade. We try to we try to qualify things by decades, but usually it's like less than a decade. So I'll say eight. I'll say eight years. Uh, there's an eight in the answer. No. It ran from nineteen twenty eight. To 1989. No. In our lives. In our lifetime, if I was a child worker for the Kodak Company, because I was born in 83. If I was a child, uh, were a child worker for the Kodak Company in 85, I would have to have two of those desk calendars. Those gigantic desk calendars that they had back then. I'd have to have two of them. Blotters. One for the, the... one for the, the, the idiotic one that everyone else uses, and one for the perfect one that my Kodak company uses. You would need that. And... The thing is, you couldn't make reusable, like, wipe-down whiteboard calendars because, one, <laughs> whiteboards weren't popular back then. But, two, the numbers would change every year on your stupid, dumb calendar. Right, Whereas you your international up, fixed calendar... Just put up 28 days. It's the same calendar every year. Why, brilliant. I wish they went with a better name than, than Seoul. It I think survived that we can until come... 1989. I, it blows my mind. And here's the thing. I just looked it up because I wasn't sure exactly when, but I knew he was old when Eastman Kodak merged. Okay. George Eastman was born July 12th, 1854. He died. So he was 1932. He was 70 when they did that? He was 70 when they did that. And he died in 1932, which was what? Five years, four years later? So here's what's and great. And it survived until 1989. They really liked him. So here's what's great about that to me is just at the age of 70, I love that some people adopt the, I'm going to say whatever I want to say. I'm 70. Right. I'm not long for this world. I, I'm going to soon be released from this mortal coil. Fuck it. 13 months, 28 days. I'm like, going down I, and I'm taking you all with me. I, I love that mentality. Like, if you listen, if you want to wear an open robe while you go check the mail at 70 years old, go do it, man. Who cares? Live yeah. your life. But I, but this is one of the most productive effort I'm going to do what I'm going to do things I've ever heard of. And International Fixed Calendar had same leap days, or same leap years. Sorry, same mm-hmm. rules. Every divisible by four except the, um, the millennia. And... They inserted it, oddly, they inserted it between between uh, June 28th and Seoul 1st. They didn't insert it in Seoul, at the end of Seoul, which is where I would have expected it. Right. They did it between uh, June and Seoul. Oh, uh, speaking of, Sunday was the first day of the week. I mistakenly earlier implied that Sunday was the last day, was 28th mm-hmm. of December. No, the 28th is always a Saturday. First is always a Sunday. Sunday starts the week in the international fixed calendar. As it does for me in my head. Sunday yes. is the first day of the week. Saturday is the last. Sabado. He rested on yes. the Sabbath. I just, I still stand. I know that's based on a religious belief, but the, the religion has moved away from the re- original religious belief, as we've talked about before. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, but like we said, well, yeah, of course, you've grown up in a church. You know, obviously, Sunday <laughs> is the Sabbath, right? Because it's, it's Sunday. That's weird because <laughs> yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Well, you're, sh- you're, sh- uh, you're Shomer Shabbos. Shomer Shabbos. That's... <laughs> 
I, I honestly think it probably moved over because people were like, there's too much good stuff going on on Saturday. We can't F up Saturdays well, with going they, to church. Like, they, yeah, like they, let's, they, they let's, wanted... let's do stupid stuff on Saturday and then, you know, do a bunch of Hail Marys on Sunday to feel bad about it. Exactly. They just needed a way to uh, differentiate themselves. Uh, it's not just another, uh, uh, you know, not just another uh, Middle Eastern religion. We need something different. So we'll we'll party on Sundays uh, in the and, temple. Unless we're on vacation at Disney World. Unless Sorry, was, that, was that too heavy handed? Were you yeah. done with that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'll talk about this forever. I'm so glad you rescued me. Um, I was going to do some kind of transition on something like, you know what else is great about this? The week numbers are the same. Can I walk you weeks. through real quick and feel free to cut this. Can I walk you through real quick as I'm trying to think of transitions? I'm shitting. I'm, I'm shitting here. So I'm please sitting here. don't do that. This is a nice couch. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here going, you know, you go to church unless on Sundays. It's like, or you're going to go to hell. Hell is as hot as Florida and on the 4th of July. Like, these are all the things that I'm thinking of. Basically, yeah, basically my mind is ahead of me. Ben's ba- playing chess and I'm playing tiddlywinks. So basically, my, my mind's on just trying to fly down to Florida and go to Disney World. So how many tiddlywinks would fit in an Olympic-sized swimming pool? Um, oh, good Lord. Yeah. You know, uh, there's a lot going on. I wanted to uh, get back into this, you know, early this year, obviously been a rough year for everyone uh us included so we didn't quite get to it in time but i started looking around and i said there's nothing really else that is immediately timely that i really wanted to touch on and this one was kind of near and dear to my heart so this is old news this is long ago news but uh, i wanted to bring this up disney world back in january announced that they are ending the magical express bus service now lou what exactly is the magical express bus service benjamin i'm glad you asked (laughs) Lewis, <laughs> okay. Don't make me don't, don't make it be like last week at the hardware store. Don't make me use your full name. <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm already looking for the cops. <laughs> yeah, they um, the Magical Express bus service was a. I think it might have started as a fee added service, but it turned into a free service where. If you were staying at an on-property Disney World Resort hotel, the Magical Express bus services we knew and loved it in the past few years would go back and forth between the resorts and the airport, free transport, uh, and it was kind of like a so, uh, some things included service. So when you got to the check-in for the bus service, they would take your luggage and load it on the vehicle, but they wouldn't get it from, say, luggage pickup for you. No, actually, they would. They did do that. And anything you were carrying, they'd, they'd put on your on the bus for you as well. And the nice thing about that was, one, you didn't have to worry about picking it up. But also, if you had luggage you were carrying on, say, you, say you're a carry-on person. I'm a checker, uh, but say you're a carry-on person. Uh, you could always hand it off to them, to the stevedores. I'm 100% a carry-on person, by the way. Yeah. I have trust issues. I can live off just the stuff that's in my carry-on. I can live on that from six to eight weeks. I get so. it. And I get it. And if... It wasn't such a pain loading the plane because that's like I this is what this is why I thought this would be good for us to talk about. There's lots of Disney news, but this is like, again, near and dear pet peeves. Right. I don't want to carry on. I'm I'm a big guy. I wear big clothes and I just if it's more than two or three days, I don't like carrying on a big carry on and having to load it in the carry on space and hoping there's carry on space, knowing that people are trying to get on the plane behind me. It's. This, this, this is the drive-in all over again for us, right? right? Like, I don't want to block that really small aisle that is already, I'm claustrophobic in this aisle because it's too small for me. I want to get my bags where they need to go and get on with the ro- get on the road. If it's more than two or three days, I don't do the carry-on. I just check it from the get-go, get it when I get there. But in either case, if you're riding Disney Magical Express, you're covered because they either get it for you or you can give them your luggage and they will store it 
and they will take it and hand it to Bell Services at the hotel. The downside is if you give it to them for that purpose, um, it's going to Bell Services. They're going to deliver it to your room when it's, when you're ready. So you're you're going to see it when your room is ready and you get back. That's the downside, right? You're done. The upside is, say you catch an early morning flight on the East Coast, very feasible, right? You get down there, you're there by 10, 11 o'clock, you hop on the bus at the resort, go to the uh, parks with the magic bands, they'll text you when your room is ready. When you get back, you don't need to stop and pick up a key. You tap your wrist, you walk in the room, your bags are there. You don't have to go to Bell Services and ask. Really handy service. You don't have to worry about how you're getting to the parks. You don't have to rent a car and then pay exorbitant parking fees anywhere on property, which are coming up. It was really nice. And uh, I've done it a few times. And I, I just got to say that besides the benefits, I just I, I just really like the experience. They played the really cheesy, you know, like Disney TV channel stuff with all the the ads for the place you've already spent thousands of dollars for. Go to see like, go to see Disney World. Right. Where the hell do you think I'm going? The money's already spent. I've already put it all down. Like you already have my money. <laughs> yes, I know I'm going here. How dumb do you think I am that you have to tell me that there's oh there's a water park here? Why have, Why is this the first I'm hearing about Magic Kingdom? So <laughs> The dishes are done, man. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> and it cracks me up every time. But uh, honestly, it's, it's a nice part of that. I've spent this ridiculous money on this experience. And I wouldn't do it if I hadn't bought in. It's a nice way to kind of ease into the, you know, short ride over to property. And then, of course, be the third or fourth hotel on the stop list so you're still sitting on a bus for a while. Well, now, I've never done the the Magical Express. I've never flown down to Orlando. Every time I've gone, I, I've driven. But it doesn't surprise me. First, I've always thought the, that they looked cool. Like, the, the buses themselves looked they cool. Look like, cool. the portholes and all that kind of stuff. But... I always thought it was weird, and I because Disney provides such good transportation on property, I kind of always thought it was like, well, if you're flying in, you paid for your flight. It's right. not like you booked through like a Disney airline or anything like that. So logically, I was like, well, then I assume you would just take a taxi or, a, or a, you know, in this year, an Uber or a Lyft right. or any sort of ride share uh, onto property. And I always thought it kind of odd that it was there because of the point that you were just making about the advertisements is like, I can't imagine that anyone's like, I'm on the bubble about going to Disney. Wait, there's a free bus from the airport to the property? Now I'm sold. It wasn't right, the four parks. Right. It wasn't the two water parks. It wasn't Universal uh, uh, also being there. It wasn't the magical experience or all the resorts or all the extras that you could possibly do. It's like, you know what? Get to save $17 in bus in in, uh, Uber. in, in Uber fare. It never even crossed my mind, but it also makes sense that they get rid of it because it's like that's kind of a loss leader thing. I don't think that they sell, sold any more park tickets because they had that service. Was it nice? I'm sure it was. But, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I approach everything from the uh, the limited means that I always have, have had growing up. And so in my mind, it's like, well, I'm spending the money to go there anyway. It doesn't bother me if I have to pay for it. I just paid for a flight. Right. It doesn't matter if I'm going to pay of an extra 15 bucks. all the things you bucks. paid for, it's probably the... the the ride back and forth is probably one meal for the family on property. Like it's a yeah. beer. It's you and yeah. I had beers at, at Port Orleans and I bought two flights and they were like, that's $45. And I'm like, American. This is right. Just <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it, it was not a compelling, like it, it, it was a really cool thing, but it was not a compelling value. And sometimes I know people who have done it and uh, I would absolutely have done it myself if I weren't cheap. They would pay for a taxi or an Uber because the thing about that is it's going exactly where you want it to. You can go to the hotel. If you happen to be, say, like in Disney Vacation Club, there are programs in uh, Orlando where you can basically, uh, they charge you basically by the um, large Tupperware container. 
not Tupperware, large um, Rubbermaid container, mm -hmm. you can just buy, like you might buy a storage locker somewhere, except instead of buying a storage locker, you buy Rubbermaid containers and you can store all the stuff that you would want while you're staying in your home away from home in your vacation club. It's buy the Rubbermaid container, you pay them, they show up, they deliver it. And when you're done for the week or whatever you're staying there for, you put your stuff back in, they go store it again. You could basically effectively, if you really wanted to, get in your, get in your Uber Lyft, go straight to the park, come back to your hotel or your hotel, your, your timeshare, your, your ownership property, and have your stuff delivered to you. Uh, in theory, if you carried your luggage, you could also just drop it off at the desk and leave it at Bell Services, get it later too. Like th th this is something that is readily reproducible. One of the other things that you mentioned rideshares is Disney also had the minivan service. I was literally about to ask you about that. <laughs> Given five more seconds, I was going to be like, didn't they also get rid of the minivans? They did. Um, Again, Lou, for those, for the Midwest listener, uh, yeah. what, what, what are the, what were the minivans? So the minivans was Disney's, uh, Disney's answer to ride sharing services on property, which by the way, if you're in for Disney prices and you want to get somewhere from point A to point B, like right now, Disney transportation can suck it. Go get a ride service and go where you're trying to go. Basically, the only exception there was maybe Magic Kingdom because Magic Kingdom, they would drop you off a ticket in transportation center. TTC. Transportation and ticket center, yeah. Uh, but otherwise, you could get really close to your main gate. You didn't have to worry about the bus quote-unquote schedule. And uh, you also didn't have to worry about capacity and being in with a bunch of other smelly, sweaty tourists. It was also definitely the best way to get to downtown Disney. It's it's improved, but transit to downtown Disney just sucks for someplace they want to send you to spend money and buy Disney stuff. It's just not good. So their answer was minivans. It was available in the in the Lyft app, and it went through a bunch of different oh, places. I didn't know models. that. So they were basically not outsourcing it, but they were doing it in partnership with uh, with Lyft. Yeah, full partnership with Lyft. It was you know how. Um, in ride sharing apps, you can usually choose your style, like Lyft, I don't know as well, but I know like Uber, Uber X, Uber Black, you know, that kind of thing. Well, Lyft had, you know, Lyft X, Lyft Black, minivan. And they did a few different pricing models. They went at one point, they, I think the last one they had was a fixed price and it was something like $25 a leg. It was a bit pricey, but you knew exactly what it was going to cost you. And uh, they were pretty cool vans. Um, they also did airport service, but they charged something ridiculous. I don't know what it was, but it was over $100 each way to the airport. So no one ever, I can't imagine anyone ever rode minivan tour from the airport. So here's the dumbest thing I've ever done at Disney. Wait. No. Yeah. Yeah. Probably the dumbest thing I've ever done at Disney. Um, so why are you wait, telling our story? That's, that's completely irrelevant. No, no. Okay. That was the dumbest thing I've ever done at Disney. This is not that story. Oh, okay. For those who want to know that story, you probably have to go to Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> uh, I love you. Here's the, I love you too. Here's the second dumbest thing I've ever done at Disney. So Disney is set up for, on property transportation, as we're talking about. Correct. The idea is to make the whole place like a big island so that once you're there, that's the only place you go. You spend all your money there. And they try to make transportation pretty good between the monorail, between the buses, between the boats that you can take around, whatnot. Yes. They don't want you getting in your car to go somewhere because if you get in your car to go to Magic Kingdom, you can get in your car and go to Universal. Here's something else they're not very good at. Pedestrian traffic. Oh, they're terrible at this. And and I'm sure they do it on purpose because they want to be able to direct the flow of people. They don't want people just all haphazardly out there. Right. Can you walk Disney? Yes. It depends on where you stay. We were staying. That's improved recently. We'll come back to that. We were staying for a race and I was there and I had trained some people that were running their first ever half marathon. Okay. And I want to say 
We were staying really close to Epcot because we were like right at kind of across the street from Epcot. That's so maybe, where they all start there. Maybe yeah. maybe it was Swan and Dolphin. Is that over there near yeah. near Epcot? Yeah, we're coming through the back entrance. I want to say yeah, I was I was well. You could hear the finish line, and I was like, "Cool, I'm going to go support my friend." Nobody else wanted to go, uh, and I was like, "I'm not going to drive over there. You guys can keep the car. I'll just hoof it over to see the people that I that I had trained." <laughs> so I was like, "Cool, I'll just walk out the front door of my resort." And I'll just walk over to the finish line. And I walk over to where the gate, like the fence, like there's not a gate. I just walk across a road and I can see the parking lot to Epcot over there, which is where the finish line was. Right. It's not in a park. I don't have to have a park ticket to see the finish line. It's just in the parking lot of Epcot. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, I can't hop this fence. It's like a 20 foot fence. And then I look right and I just see roadway that goes off into the distance. And I look left and I just see roadway that goes off into the distance. Uh-huh. I was like, and there's no sidewalk, but I'm like, well, you got to be able to walk there. Like... Sure, it's I can paved. hear. I can hear the finish line. It's right there, and I walk for thirty minutes, a solid thirty minutes, and I get out to like a highway intersection, and I just look like a vagabond homeless man that's wandered onto Disney property, uh, soon to be eaten by a gal- alligator or something. And so then I follow like this other small little road to go over here, right? And then the two di- big arrows. It's like go this way for Magic Kingdom and go this way for Animal Kingdom, and it don't say Nowhere shit about Epcot. Yeah, I, I know which way you went. And so, and so then I walk back and at this point I'm 45 minutes away and then I walk all the way back to the hotel room. So now I've gone for an hour, for almost three hours. I mean, I'm, right. I'm just, it's, it's, it's two and a half hours of me just walking around nowhere. I'm soaked in sweat. I look like I had run the half marathon. And so all the people that were staying with me, including my, and my wife was like, how was the finish? And I was like, no clue. <laughs> I have no clue how the finish was. And so I had to apologize to people to be like, I really wanted to be there, but apparently you can't walk there, and I was not able to scale a fence. Uh, I could not like make Twitter it. Talk. I could not make it as the bird flies. Right, right. Oh man, that's hilarious. So I would have been better off if I'd just taken the bus transportation uh, or Uber if they had it, but they didn't have it way back then. Yeah, Uber and Lyft definitely um, under uh, underappreciated ways to get around property. I'm trying to remember if because you mentioned the portholes in in the in the buses earlier. I don't remember where Disney Magical Express started, but I want to say it was from Disney property to the cruise ships. Well, that was, I was, and that was like, it was stylistically for that. Like that's, they still do it. Well, up until January 1st, 2022, I guess rest of this year, they still will take you to the ports, but I want to say that's how it started as a Disney to Port Canaveral thing. I was curious as to why the portholes. I just thought it was stylistically neat. But I, I and I saw the big Magical Express on the side right. of it. Uh, but I had no clue why that was on there. But I much could like, be wrong. But much like anything else in my life, here's a little peek behind the curtain for me. Most things I just accept. Like I yeah. just see the, the portholes and instead of going, huh, I'm going to take a deep dive on that. I just go, okay. Well, You put portholes on it. Good for you, Disney. They have put mirrors... Um, They've put mirrors out of service for that uh, particular contract. I think we got to talk about uh, getting another job. Maybe, okay. Maybe a real job. A real job? Okay, so... As opposed to, I don't know, some virtual job? So I, you probably can't hear it in the background. If you, if you listen really closely, you may hear what sounds like a workplace deep, deep in the, the back of this recording. So my kids have been wanting, nay, begging to get... Vacation Simulator. Oh, okay. So Vacation Simulator, for those that don't know, it's a VR game, and it's it's all immersive, and you go on vacation, you lay and you drink, 
daiquiris uh, and you lay on the beach and all that kind of stuff. And occasionally they give you little tasks to do and things like that. It's supposed to be kind of a relaxing game, kind of a Stardew okay. Valley type thing. Um, not that you're building or anything like Stardew Valley, but in the same vein of like, it's not going to stress you out. Just okay. go chill. Sure. Chill in a VR land for a while. So there's different versions of this. And one of the offshoots is Job Simulator. Uh-huh. Right. Which is you get to pick different jobs and you can be a mechanic or you can work in a restaurant and you can do all this sort of thing. God, it sounds horrible. It sounds horrible. My kids are obsessed with it. And well, they don't have jobs, so I, I can imagine so, why if you've not no, had a job, there's... They do have a job. Don't turn me into to defects. So they do have a job. Um, <laughs> in my mind, I imagine like uh, was Temple of Doom and all these kids like swinging pickaxes. <laughs> um, no, my kids are not working at Temple of that's Doom. Like, can they still be dependents if they have a job? That's, I, I don't know, but one kid keeps going Kali Ma. No, they do have a, they did have a job because they both collectively were like, we really want Job Simulator. We want to, to, to play this game. Right. And I was like, cool. You got to do chores if you want that. Sure. So I gave them a job. And so I was like, as long as you do the chores that I ask you to do, then that can be your job. And so the very first day, uh, I see Walker, my oldest, taking a trash bag out of the trash can. It has like two things in it. And he's starting to take it out to the trash out front. I go, what are you doing? He goes, I'm doing chores. I'm taking out the trash. I was like, I didn't ask you to take out the trash. He goes, but yeah, but I'm making this my chore. And I was like, that's That's not not how how we, yeah, that's not how jobs work, man. You have to wait till the person that is supervising you tells you to do something or ask you to do something. Somebody's cutting you a check for a reason. It's not the reason that you're doing whatever you want to do. So it goes on for a few weeks. And I told them, listen, if you do it for the next few weeks, then then I will get you that game. So I didn't tell them that I downloaded the game. We get up this morning and I was like, hey, man, could you take the trash out? And when you get back, could you check out the PlayStation? It looks a little it looks a little weird. The menu's messed up. So he takes out the trash. He comes back and goes, oh, my God, it's Job Simulator. I'm so excited. Oh. And the, both kids are just running around the house. They're so happy. Nice. For the last eight hours, shit you not, for the last eight hours, they have been in VR as a mechanic doing everyday things. Like the person will come in and be like, <laughs> I need an oil change. And they're like, cool. So it's like, raise the hood, pull out the oil filter, drain the oil, put the oil in, change the tires, take the tire off. Like, they have actually worked for an entire day, and they want to do it. They want to take, get this, we're about to go on vacation. They want to take Job Simulator to an actual vacation <laughs> so that they can work on vacation. Well, I think if you do that, you have to get them the Vacation Simulator version to do on vacation. I just, I, I'm blown away by it, and I, like, I'm glad that they enjoy it, and I guess it's like one of those, like, they feel like adults and that sort of thing, but I watch it, and I'm like, oh, I'm getting bored just watching this. <laughs> like, this, <laughs> what are you getting paid per hour? It's probably not enough. We're talking about vacations. We're sure. talking about uh, Disney Magical Express potentially being inspired by the cruises. A more timely thing is cruises are starting back up from the U.S. Well, technically, those ships were running the whole time. Yes. <laughs> That's as, they're, they're taking they're taking paid passengers now. As, as we were talking about before, it is what was it? It was more expensive to shut them down, right? Because then when you get them started, it's not just it's not just the power of getting it started, but it's like all the water goes stale. Well, yeah, like, like every like everything example, goes bad. Yeah, like one of the examples we mentioned is someone's job for the past year and a half has been to walk around, flush the toilets, run the sinks every day in every room because. They all have pee traps. The goal of a pee trap is to hold some of that water because where does that drain go? It goes to the sewer. If you don't have something like water goes down to the sewer, 
but sewer smells also come back up from the sewer. This is a two-way pipe. So the job of like the P-trap is to catch some water that doesn't go out that blocks the smell from coming back. Water evaporates. So all these little things that you don't think about, uh, the way the mechanics work, um, just the way the engines work, it's cheaper to maintain a skeleton crew and keep the ships running, right? But now they're starting to sail with passengers from the US. They've been doing it from Europe. They've been doing it from the Bahamas. Uh, Celebrity, I think it was the Edge, just sailed recently, today, yesterday. Is that um, the, is, that's not the new one, is it? That's their new one. That's the, the, big, the big one? Celebrities? Well, no, I, I, it was like a brand new ship that they had made, right? Yes. Okay. Back in 2019, I think it was its first right, sailing. Right, right, right. I actually went on that sailing. But the they're starting to now do passenger trips out of the U.S. Uh, Celebrity and Royal have started. Uh, Disney announced to just today, I think, that they're postponing their plan. They didn't like the way the COVID-19 uh, fast tests were coming out, so they weren't comfortable with um, doing the, the cruises until they had that under better control because... Um, no, uh, you know what? We're not going to take, I don't know. Maybe we will eventually, we're not going to put opinions on this, but it has been decided in Florida that you, you cannot as a condition of doing business with someone require, uh, someone's vaccination status. So all the cruise lines that are going out of there, or at least the ones I know of Royal celebrity Disney was this way too. They can't require you to be vaccinated to be on the ship, but they can say 5% of the people, or 5% of our capacity and we're doing, they're doing like 40% capacity. So the ships are relatively empty. 5% of the capacity are allowed to be, are, are just general purpose capacity. The other 95% of our half capacity or 40% capacity, that's for anyone who's willing to volunteer their vaccination status. So if you can, if you're willing to show us your vaccination status, you get to go in that 95%. If you want to waive your right to not demonstrate that status, whether you are or are not vaccinated, you're competing for the 5% of the half capacity rooms. Also, the entire ship is open to vaccinated people there are certain venues that if you are a general access passenger you're just not allowed to access masks are mandated across the ship in indoor areas because they can't tell who's who and they have kids kids are on the ship especially on royal caribbean uh celebrity doesn't cater to kids as much but there are a few um and everybody who gets on you have to have a COVID test because being vaccinated doesn't prevent you from carrying the virus right it just prevents you from getting really sick or dying or very likely to if you are vaccinated and you volunteer that status, you get the test for free on Royal. They pay for it, apparently. If you're not, you have to pay for it. Those rapid tests are not cheap. They're not. I will tell you this is, and and yes, I'm also going to dance around the, uh, do I think this is good? Do I think this is bad? Doesn't matter. I think they're handling it in a, in a, in a good way. Mm -hmm. Now, that being said, I'm notoriously, and people look at me so weirdly when I say this, I'm not a big cruise guy. Yeah. Now, Fair. given I've only been on one, I don't travel a ton. I'm not a big cruise guy because I like autonomy. Right. I like being able to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Right. I like being able to set my own itinerary. That's what's fun to me. Like, I know a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to go to Disney because I don't want to set an itinerary. I already have for this vacation coming up a very loose itinerary. And by that, I on, I'm only uh, segmenting things down to the hour and not the half hour <laughs> of things that I would like to do at those times where, where those things to work out. With cruises, you know, it's eat at this time, unless it's like Royal Caribbean, they have the free dining and stuff like that. But the limited capacity 
Now you had my attention. Now you have my interest. Yeah. The limited capacity makes me really go, ooh, wait, okay, uh, I am vaccinated. I'll go ahead and say it. I'm double vaccinated and I had the damn thing. Right. So I'm at this point, if I catch COVID, Jesus wants me to catch COVID. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so if I get on this ship and I can go wherever I want and it's limited capacity and I don't have to deal with so many people, because that's the other thing about cruises, like they are crowded. They're crowded. And like, I don't like even at the neighborhood pool. If if a neighbor is like three chairs down from me, I'm still like uh, I'd rather. Can we come back? That's why I do night swimming. I take right. the boys night swimming. It's just us. I get my little Sony boombox there and I'm, I play my jams and I have a good time. I would be willing. I'd be much more willing to go on a cruise under those circumstances than I would not at yeah. regular times. Right. I it's. I mean, it, it makes a very compelling. It makes for a very compelling environment because cruise companies had to pack the ships. That's how they you know, made the money. And right now it's a matter of stemming the losses, not making the huge profits. So if it's 40%, 50%, whatever it is, they're happy to do it. Um, but just bringing that up, because I thought it was, uh, if, if you're thinking about a cruise, I really encourage you to, if you're not a person who is pro-vaccination or pro-sharing that status, you might want to reconsider it because they also just came across my uh, notice. Royal Caribbean is requiring unvax uh, guests who don't volunteer that status to purchase travel insurance because if you go to other ports of call, if you're vaccinated, fully vaccinated, you can do whatever shore excursion you want. If you're not, you have to use a royal shore excursion in places that will let you in the country because it's another country. They might not let you in. They're also requiring travel insurance purchase if you don't volunteer that status because they might have to kick you off the ship somewhere. And if so, they want you to have that insurance to be able to be medically evacuated. You might think Florida is all uh, free will, right, you know, free will right now. But if you're looking at a cruise, it's very compelling to get fully vaccinated and tell the cruise line your status. You don't have to, but it is a real big thing if you don't. So and if you don't know where that. to book, book with Charlemagne Glass. <laughs> Brought to you by Charlemagne Glass. Random.org? Oh. <laughs> Wait, no, no, I got this one. Village Wine and Spirits. I really thought you were just going to plug her the entire time. I thought that all of this was just leaning towards plugging her because her booking more is good for you. Oh, no. You know what is good for me, though? Patreon. That's less money out of my pocket for (laughs) monthly expenses, things we do around here. Also, if you're, you know, in all seriousness, also, if you you look into us on Patreon and find this is valuable to you and you're getting something out of it, you throw a few bucks our way, not only does it pay for our hosting and everything else that we pay for, hosting, Dropbox, editing software, hardware, upgrades. Every time somebody complains about the way we do this one thing, guess what? We can pay someone to fix it. We can also throw new content at you. We do. And I listen, I know you were talking just then, but all I heard was lotioning. Oiling, oiling, <laughs> lotioning. She doesn't know what she's doing. She knows exactly, exactly what, what she's, she's doing. doing. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. you guys get behind the scenes stuff. Uh, you kind of get to be more part of the conversation. We're setting up some fun little Discord stuff. You get to uh, possibly see some things done live behind the scenes. Uh, and you get to support uh, local creators. So, uh, so that sort of thing is important to us. We support other people and we hope you guys support us. Um, and, uh, that's it. You know, I feel like we've done the sales pitch long enough, so I'm, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring this one home. We've been talking a while and now it's time for us to just talk to each other and not in a microphone at 38.6 degrees. So, uh, I think it's 38.2. I don't remember exactly. I'm I don't gonna, remember. I'm gonna, whichever one it is, you I'm know, gonna, if we're doing callbacks, we should get it right. Whichever Let's, one it is, I'm making a shirt of it and I'm putting it out on Patreon. Yes. So. Write us in and remind us which one it is. Uh, Twitter poll will be up. Not kidding. 
but uh, but this is it. This uh, this is the end. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, this has been General Geekery specifically. It's a podcast. I'm Lou. I'm Ben. And for all your way too late travel related news, come here six months later. See you guys next time. Bye. This has been a Broken Toys Studio production.